Um, are you drinking, Dennis, or are you true to dry January? Not drinking. This wow. Is a, this is a cocktail. Mocktail. What is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a martini. Is it a mocktail? It's not a mocktail. A real one, right? You tell me. I'll, I'll take a sip and <laughs> tell me what it, it is. We'll just watch how you... It's good. I can <laughs> play this a, game, too. That's a real too. one. Is this a real beer or a fake beer? Fake. Fake beer. Yeah, it's fake. It tastes fake. Pretty refreshing, though. What about you, Owen? I got nothing. No seltzer? <laughs> I ran out. I've been slamming them too hard. How, so when, when's the first drink in like four days? Uh, I'm debating. On, I, I think I'm going to not drink tomorrow. So I have one more day of really good sleep on a weekend. And then Saturday. Technically, you're on vacation Saturday. Like it starts. You're not going to work again, right? Well, I go to, I go to work on oh, Monday. Yeah, never mind. Mistake, right? Mistake one, going to work for one day. Why, yeah, why did you choose to do that? I don't know. I'd like to save my, we weren't flying out until Tuesday. So I, I don't know. I want to save it for a different day. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Cause I'm not even going to remember yeah. working that day. And I could be like, yeah. damn, I wish I wasn't working. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. So Dennis, I, we don't know if you, that drink is real or not, but you have been true to dry January since Saturday. Yeah. Right? I, I actually thought about, I had four drinks last podcast. And then I had five on Saturday, and then this one may or may not be my one since Saturday. <laughs> okay, it's uh, there's alcohol in there. I don't know what, why you're trying to I tease just, us like it. I just a, don't see a world where Dennis would ashamed? ever put a martini, a fake martini together. <laughs> fake martini sounds like the worst martini. <laughs> yeah, it's water no, and olives. What's what's replacing the vodka? <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. It is, yeah, because like the whole point of a martini, it has like <laughs> yeah. no taste. It's like two ingredients, one ingredient, just water and <laughs> olives, baby. Blue cheese stuffed. Well, I cracked a little bit on dry January. I, I had a free pass for myself on Saturday for the Browns game, and I went to a comedy show. Uh, I saw mm-hmm. this guy Nate Bergazzi, who was hilarious. If you've never heard oh, of him, I love him. He's so. Hey, what funny. does he look like? He's like my favorite. Comedian. Yeah, he was just. See. He's just kind of looks, looks like like big big eyes. Yeah, just a oh. shrubby looking guy, kind of like a tra- Charlie kinda, Day. I was, I was gonna say he looks like Dennis, yeah. but now that you say he looks like a shrubby. <laughs> oh, this guy. guy's this guy's big. Where'd you see him at? Yeah, he is big. Uh, Cincinnati. They, he had two shows. I mean, like uh, same day. Isn't he from Ohio? No, he's Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, it was incredible. And he did a he did more, a very unique thing. He did a Kanye style like wraparound stage. It wasn't hanging from the rafters, but it was like a full circle stage, which I've never seen anything like that before. Michael Michael in, Che did that before too. But really small, Kevin, you're talking about in really a arena, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's how it has to be done, right? No, because I saw John Mulaney at the same arena, and they basically just three fourths of the arena were seating, and then oh. the other fourth was just like the stage and stage behind and stuff behind it. So I would argue that like Nate Bargatze is a bigger stand up than John Mulaney because he had way more fans and tickets sold. That, yeah, he seems like one of those guys that's like an Instagram sort of people. Uh, that's where I've ever seen him 
is a like a reel or whatever on Instagram. Yeah, first time I saw him was on stand-ups on Netflix. The small clips of a bunch. He of was movies. really funny. I, I can't think of any of the jokes, but I feel like you guys should watch this latest special if it ever comes out. But my point was, I drank for that, and then I went to a holiday party, like a post-holiday party on Saturday, and just drank like I, I have. <laughs> Like in a dry January never happened. And it, it hit me so fast though. I, like I had to go like leave the thing at like 10. Normally I would have been there till like 12 or like one. What's the, so post holiday party. What, I've never heard of that. Well, just an excuse to drink. You know, well, our basketball group does a holiday party every year. Okay. We all get together for a holiday party, bring partners or whatever, and just hang out and drink. But Obviously, that's a low priority, and everybody was just like, didn't have a good Friday or Saturday to do it. So we're just like, oh, let's just do it in January this year because okay. everybody will have time. Yeah. Did the one guy wear a blue suit? I know that's his thing. Oh, Tom, he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. He actually went to the Nate Bergazzi show. Uh, that, <laughs> I went to the early show. He Everyone to the, had to see him. Dude, I swear. I swear. Like, I would say half of Cincinnati was there. It, it blew my mind. It was like watching. People walk to a Bengals game downtown. Does Cincinnati get a lot of, um, like, what, what's their arena there? Because there's no basketball. What's there? That's is it like a nor? Is it like the is it Cleveland UC's campus? They have. I mean, they have tons of options. They don't have the Gund Arena or whatever you call it, the Rock, the Rockefeller Center. What is it? Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, they don't have anything like that. But they have like the fo- they did Taylor Swift at the football stadium. They do. John Mulaney's at like there. We have a hockey stadium that's basically like the Cavs stadium. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so I, I can tell that. you don't like talking about that for whatever reason. I just know it's way it's like off topic. You. It's just very okay. off topic. Not a stadium guy. It's very off topic. Um, you mentioned stadiums. Come on, let's get this all sizes of stadiums. Very skittish. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, and then yeah. I ended, and then I had off for MLK day and I'm like, okay, like I have a Sunday off. Like I just want to relax, drink some wine and watch a movie. <laughs> so I cracked and just drank some wine on Sunday. And then I've been good ever since. Oh, When's the next time you're breaking? I'm so Saturday jealous. when I'm going golf oh, simulator yeah. with you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And that's how I decided that I'm going to drink Saturday too. Cause you guys are stopping. I'm like, this is basically over for me. Cause then I'm going on vacation. I think Tuesday, you did a good job. So. For yeah. I'm impressed. How, how much you seem to be struggling. Like I would have definitely cracked. <laughs> Thanks guys. All right. Well, that's enough on dry January. Oh, and do you want to tell us more about your trip just in case we don't connect before you leave? Where are you going? Hawaii. What's the plan? What are you doing there? Uh, Sarah's parents got a house, own a house there. So, uh, there's pool, go to the beach or taking me and the boys are going and Sarah's dad are going on ATVs, Ooh. uh, going scuba or not scuba diving. What's the other one? Snorkeling. Have you seen Mike and Dave need wedding dates? No, I didn't know they needed them. <laughs> <laughs> this is off topic. <laughs> Um, it's a great Hawaii movie. It's a really funny comedy. You should watch it before you go. Like, I, I, what reminded me is they do ATVs in the movie and they do a Jurassic Park tour. Should that be our pick? I, we, it'd be hard to talk about and really <laughs> irrelevant. I think you should just watch it. I think it'll be a fun movie for you to watch. Okay, we'll do. All right. Well, you guys want to get into True Detective? Sure. All right. Well, before we talk about True Detective season 
four specific, well, no, let me ask you this first, just the standard question. What were your thoughts when Owen picked True Detective season four, Dennis? Um, I was excited because I knew I was going to watch it anyways. I've seen all the other seasons except for like half season two, but uh, I liked them all. Season one obviously is great. Season two wasn't so good. Season three, I think was good. And this one seems good. So yeah, I was going to watch it anyways. I was pumped. Yeah, that was my first thought too. Like, oh, good choice, Owen. I don't have to do any extra work. This is something that was planned and on the schedule regardless of what we did for podcast. Um, but Dennis, that reminded me, when do you guys remember when The Last True Detective came out? I was surprised when I saw it. Like when the last season came out. 2020? Close. Somewhere around there, 2018. Yeah, it was five years ago. So it's been five years wow. since they did that. Yeah. Damn. The one thing I didn't know about this season is the the creator guy that did the first three seasons is not even involved. He's a producer, but he didn't he doesn't have any writing credit. Yeah, an executive research. producer, which out they're like could mean, that mean he just like puts up money. It just means like you own the IP, we'll consult with you, but like you barely have to do any work. We're just gonna give you a credit. Just out of obligation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. well yeah, my thoughts were just like I actually had just rewatched True Detective season one. It really had nothing to do with the fact that the new one was coming out. I just like was hankering to watch it again and it exceeded my expectations. I like it. I was afraid it wasn't going to be a good rewatch, but man, it made me feel even more than it did the first time. Cause I think the first time I was so caught up in the visuals and just like the, the aesthetic of it this time, I really kind of dug into like the storyline and the hidden messages and the hidden meanings. Um, and I, kind of see a lot of that happening in this new one which is exciting kevin question the uh the main character i guess owen too the main character in true detective if you that guy seems so cool like during the show season two season season one of matthew mcconaughey he seems Mm -hmm. so cool during the show i was thinking about if you saw that guy like normally (laughs) like if if that wasn't matthew mcconaughey wouldn't you think that guy's just a piece of shit I would, but <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel like Matthew McConaughey was that cool in it either. Mm, I disagree. I thought he was <laughs> when cool. he was, it's when like he Kevin's was, hero. when he was, yeah. when he was a cop, he was great. But him after that, drinking the beers at the table, trailer trash. I like that. That's fine. You um, can like it. I don't, I wouldn't. But I, 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 it's the first time I, it really, I realized like, oh, he's supposed to be playing like a guy you see at a gas station. You know, buying a six pack at five oh one p.m. Like, plus he's Tuesday. also just a, a stubborn asshole, know it all, yeah. um, be a chain smoker. So, no, my my answer is no. I would not think that guy is cool. But the the fact of the matter is, nobody that acts like that looks like Matthew McConaughey. And if they do, they probably get a free pass. They probably you probably automatically like them more just because they look like Matthew McConaughey and they have a certain appeal to them and charm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love that character. He's one of my favorites ever. And it's very, enter- he's very entertaining to watch. So it's, that's it. Well, <laughs> that's all, I, folks. no, no, no. Well, that's, that's going to bring me to my next question, but just wanted to say one more thing really quick. It's just, um, but I did not expect this new season to match the vibes or I just went in with very low expectations because I'm like, there's no way they can recreate that same formula. Like, I know it's going to be good. I've heard really good things about it. But I'm like, 
I can't go in expecting like Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey perfection, like have an open mind. Yeah. Here's the, the thing is, is the other two seasons or yeah, the other two seasons, they got the same hype. They got like, this season's going to be great. Second season came out. I think it, the only reason it got that hype is because season one was so good and no one thought that they could drop the ball like they did. Mm-hmm. And then season three, they're like, they went back. This is like a better storyline. It's going to be awesome. And then it was it was definitely good. Not nearly as good as season one. It's going to be super hard to top that. And I feel like this new season, them following somewhat of the same storyline, it seems like. It'll be very interesting to see how yeah. it turns out. But what you're trying to say is it's like you kind of went into mentality like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because it's like, okay, like they said this is going to be good about the two and three. Like, like let's just go into season four expecting it to be average yes. and have, hopefully it blows my mind. Got it. So far, like I have hope for sure. There's some things that I'm like, uh, I wish that that wasn't the case. Yeah. I think we could get into that as we're going through the like outline of this show i think i think what made season one so great was just the acting like not even the story so much it was just the acting was so and then god everything about it though was so good yeah actually actually i think i have a question so dennis what do you think made true detective season one so good (laughs) sorry i was literally gonna ask you that and then you you said exactly (laughs) you said exactly what or you answered it before i could even ask you so i was like all thrown (laughs) off (laughs) <laughs> I thought I said like the acting was good in it like five times and you're trying no, to insult me. No, no, it's actually just making fun of myself because I'm like, oh shit, like my questions are like, or maybe I'm, you're just, we're so synergized. Uh, yeah. But no, please continue with what you were saying. I, yeah, I was just going to say, I think when I think about that season, it's more about how the characters acted. When I think about the other seasons, it's like, oh, the storyline in number three was good. I don't remember how the guy acted at all, like in, in True Detective 3. And I think this season, I, I like Jodie Foster as an act, actress, and uh, I think she does pretty good. So she's more inter- she's more of an interesting character, and her acting is better. So I think that's why it feels more like the first season. Oh, and why do you think the first season was so good? I agree with Dennis. The acting and the it being Woody um, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. You're gonna say Woody that's, and Buzz. i love toy story (laughs) it's amazing i think they're just there that was such a good team of actors it was and the story was amazing yeah like murder mystery where it was like there's quite a bit of twist in it Mm -hmm. like everything about it was yeah they did like a non-linear timeline you didn't really know where they're going i don't love when they do stuff like that like flashbacks flash forwards Oh no, now it's 10 years. Yeah, I didn't love that. But personally, I I would be remiss if I didn't say the reason this show probably got so much hype is because of Christine Daddario and her nude scene. Like, (laughs) I bet that brought in so many people that would have never watched it. Oh, Alexandria Daddario. I feel (laughs) like I knew a Christine Daddario from college or something. That's why I always F that up. You've Google searched that before, huh? (laughs) No, I, I actually saw something on Twitter that said, (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what you're saying it's like this is why true, <laughs> true detective Kevin season one the was tweet? the best <laughs> no i'm not saying it was the best i'm saying it probably drew in a big crowd of people who never watch shows like that and they yeah, were probably did you, just did you know who she was before that show 
I've yes, because she was in her. the movie Hall Pass. Oh. With uh, Owen Wilson and Jason <laughs> Take your skin over here. <laughs> <laughs> but give give the timestamps, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> I've, oh, I've done my research. I've done. I put in my hours. Um, but <laughs> the other, the other good thing about that that season is it being based in the Bayou, in Louisiana. Yeah, I thought sweet. that was that was an amazing setting for the show. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, and that that was what made it so exciting for me the first watch, and then the second watch. I just loved the nihilism, just like how sad and depressed Matthew McConaughey was. It made me feel better. Like, oh my god. Like sometimes I get like nihilistic and like what's the point what's the point but he was far gone and it i don't know it's fun to watch but never want that to be me i do remember too the one episode with the biker scene or whatever it's like a flashback and it's like one shot the entire scene and i remember that was a huge deal like of people are like this is amazing like the cinematography and how they did that scene yes episode four of true detective season one was i think is the best in my opinion is the best tv episode ever i love that episode well i I was actually gonna ask you guys what is your favorite scene from true detective season one that wasn't the bike scene the biker gang scene i i think mine is when he's in the cave and he just looks up and there's like the create i i honestly haven't watched it in 10 years i've only seen it once He's at it's near the end when he's looking for the guy and he's like in a school or like a cave or something like that. And uh, he looks up and it's like stars in the sky, but he's inside. I just like that aspect of it. I don't know. I think whenever Carcosa is involved, when they start talking about Carcosa and the Yellow King, it just I don't know. I love that whole part. And I just get like sucked in. I love that crazy shit too. Just like uh, the occult, like people, I, yeah, I have an interesting theory that I'm going to drop later, but uh, my favorite scene, it was probably a compilation of just all the old Matthew McConaughey scenes where he's drinking and cutting the bottle into the symbol or cutting the, um, the can, the aluminum can. I just, I couldn't, I like am glued to the screen when he puts that knife in the can and is cutting it into that little figure. Love it. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I think you answered this question. Woody Harrelson or McConaughey? Who, McConaughey, who's better in season one? McConaughey. I have a Woody Harrelson yeah. impression. He just puts his puts his jaw out real tight or real far. <laughs> Sarah's like, "What is he? His mouth? Is he trying to do that, or is his mouth just that way?" And I was like, "That is a good question." A man's got to do the things he do so he can take care of his family. <laughs> It sounds more like the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You come to I, me to my I wasn't focused on the accent as much as I was the jaw. Um, I, I do like, I did see a scene of it recently. It's uh, when uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey is like talking about like psychotic like fires or something like that. And he's like, can you please stop saying dumb shit like psycho fires or something? It was like some word he used, but I like that aspect of Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Where it's like it's it's like a really serious show and it's like deep and dark and he kind of like is thinking what a normal person's kind of thinking where it's like just shut the fuck up like trying to solve this crime. Yeah, he kind of helps us understand the Matthew McConaughey better by being our perspective. Dennis, you there? Sorry. I feel like a I felt a spider crawl my ear. <laughs> 
and I leave these headphones down here, and I'm like, I hope a spider didn't crawl in the headphones. This is a new one. <laughs> I think I'm good. All it's right, time well, for the, my uh, second martini. Yeah, Wait, mom. did you make two yes. and just put them back down there? Two drinks. I love the idea of just like uh, calling them mocktails, but they're full-on cocktails. <laughs> you just tell everybody, you're like, oh, I'm just Dry having January. a mocktail tonight. <laughs> the cop pulls you over. You're like, I had nine mocktails. <laughs> Not alcohol. Right? Like, yeah. I had a bunch so, of alcoholic mocktails. <laughs> it's just like a new way to say cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A spiked mocktail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, did you ever end up buying those mocktail kits? at the grocery store i did i now i'm debate i kind of want to go make one so i'm waiting for a quick break whenever someone goes away and i'm gonna make one real quick okay well i have an opening for you well i did try to create a game for this but chat gpt i i think chat i did too i I think it's getting dumber i honestly think chat gpt is getting dumber it is i think they're getting limited because they're not a lot of scan a lot of websites i Mm -hmm. think i think they're getting blocked yeah, yeah, I would but say I agree. Like it's like uh, it always it's now asking me questions, like follow-up questions before it answers it. And I'm like, this is not what you do. Like you're supposed to understand <laughs> what I want and spit out something. It's like Kevin, should you be doing something more productive <laughs> yeah, than talking yeah, to me? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, it's your mother. <laughs> I'm <laughs> chat GPT. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be something. Uh oh, wait, let's see if we had the same game. Mine was gonna be it was called True Fake Detective or True Real Detective. And it was gonna be like, is this a fictional detective or a detective from real life? And chat GPT. similar. Why don't we do a do the combined game? You ask one, and then I go off, and I'll ask one. Well, what was happening? What was happening is I kept asking it. Like I must have asked it up four separate ways, and it just kept listing me out ten fictional detectives. I ne- it Dude, never same, once listed. Same with mine. Mine yeah. was crazy too. I was like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Mine is called Hardy or Hardly. And you have to decide if it's the Hardy Boys <laughs> okay. detective or is it a different type of detective show. So that would have been great. Did you end up? Let, do you have it? I got it. Yeah, so, let's do yeah, Owens. Okay. This is his episode. Let's do it. All right. Well, why don't we get into the game? I don't know how great this is going to be. I didn't read all the questions because I was like, eh, I don't know. But again, the game is I'm going to ask you a question. Um, read the synopsis of a show or movie and you guys have to guess if it's the hardy boys or hardly the hardy boys meaning it's not them do we get any points i don't know have you have you guys read a lot of the hardy boys or do you know a lot about them hell no i know nothing about them. <laughs> hell no i know the I, I know the wasn't that a wrestling duo the hardy boys or the... <laughs> yeah jeff hardy and yeah i know them yeah. The okay. Um, you guys get a hundred guns. <laughs> okay. Nice. You get it right. I feel yeah, American. Sure, the, sure the Hardy Boys used a lot of those. <laughs> Hardly though. Okay. Hey, wait. Question: uh, Is the other thing another show or movie like Detective? Yes. Okay. And to get to get the point, you have to guess what the other one is. Okay. okay. So. Two brothers, Frank and Joe, use their detective skills to uncover the truth behind a series of mysterious disappearances in their hometown. Is this a curveball? Party <laughs> <Yeah>. boys. <laughs> right. oh. Kevin got it right. Okay. I was <laughs> I look, I didn't write these. Okay. So we'll see how good I didn't think are. their name was Frank and Joe. I thought it was. Some... I would have thought that their names were like 
Frank. Johnny and uh, <laughs> why is that better than Joe and Frank? <laughs> I don't know. It goes better. It's got to have something like childish to it to get to be a hearty. Yeah, like like Johnny and Bobby. Frank and Joe mm-hmm. seems like two plumbers. Okay, how about we just yeah. call them Frankie and Joey? That solved the problem. There we go. Ooh, <laughs> now I'm in. Now this sounds like some Hardy boys. That? that sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, next one. A brilliant detective with a keen sense of deduction, along with his loyal friend, investigates Psych. a complex case involving a stolen oh, artifact in a Victorian era London. I think I think there's gonna be a fatal flaw in this game. I think there's gonna be a fatal flaw. I think the one questions are always just gonna be singular, like detective, and the other ones, the Hardy Boys ones, all say detective. Two boys. No, no, no. This, this, these are actual. I looked at the answers because I told it to plug in these these movies or shows and stuff. So Um, this sounds like Sherlock Holmes. Hardly. Ding ding. You got it. Nice. Sherlock Holmes. Good one, Sherlock. What made you think Psych, Dennis? He said brilliant detective. I've never seen Psych. I just imagine it's a I think the whole plot is that he's a fake he's a fake psychic. Like he oh, really? psychic. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Oh Are wow. You that interested in awesome. it now? Yeah. People love it. People love it. Okay. Be quick on your heels with this one. Detective Russ Cole and Marty Hart. True, true detective <laughs> fake. <laughs> or real, hardly. Dennis got True Detective quicker. I don't know if that's my internet connection, but it is True Detective Season 1. All right, next one. Two adventurous siblings determined to solve mysteries. Hardy 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 Boys. (laughs) Yes. Is it Hardy Boys or Hardy Brothers? Hardy Boys. The brothers are the wrestlers. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been the game. Yeah. That would have been a much better game. (laughs) From the top rope. (laughs) From the top rope, these two boys can solve any crime. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, these two boys could suck a dick. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. I was like, whoa. I like the idea of you doing the Hardy Boys versus the Hardy Brothers, because that's such a stretch from what we watched. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with True Detective. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay. Um, teenage detective named right. Nancy Drew and oh, covers a Nancy Drew. <laughs> Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. I think Nancy Drew is part of the Hardy Boys because True Chat GPT said that the correct answer is Hardy Boys. Oh, Uh-oh. I thought Nancy Drew is its own thing. I think that's like the girl version of the Hardy Boys. Are you looking this up, Kevin? She's a friend of J- Joe and Frank, I guess. According <laughs> to Hardy Joey Boys and Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> A brilliant detective with a unique approach to solving crimes partners with a talking backpack to navigate through challenging puzzles in this is this plot from Dora the Explorer. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Good one. Uh all right, last one. <laughs> two, two brothers, Frank and Joe. <laughs> 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 Hardy boys. <laughs> Correct. It's the Hardy Boys. All right, that's all I had for the game. That was a good that game. Good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I won 100 guns, sir. 600, mm. 400 guns for me. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't taking count of the guns you guys have. Sorry. I'm pretty sure I won. But let's get into true detective night country. First thing I had to ask, when you guys found out that this was set in like Alaska, in like the Arctic, where there's long days and long nights, were you excited for that? 
Owen? Yeah, I, I definitely was excited. Like I always said that I really liked the where season one was in Louisiana. It felt like it fit. It's, I think it's cool that this is completely polar <laughs> well i did read that like they made a point of like we want this to be the exact opposite of the original one where it's like we the first one was male and sweaty they wanted this one to be like cold and female like the complete opposite and i think that's a great move like just go in the complete opposite direction and i personally was i am fascinated by like i just love nighttime so I'm fascinated by like this part of the country where you have these excruciatingly long nights, and I think I would love it. Dennis? Yeah, I, I was pretty excited, too. I, the only thing I was not excited about is I hate TV shows that are like set in the night all the time because I just feel like you can't see them well. Or if, you, if they do light them well, it just seems like fake. You also can't watch them during the daytime. It takes you out of it. Yeah. It's, Plus, you can't see in the daytime because the sun is the glare and the, the dark screen don't. Don't jive. I just, I always remember, did Owen, oh, did you watch Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. The one episode in the last season where it was like the long night or whatever, and you yeah, couldn't see yeah. shit on the screen. I'm like, this is a fucking million dollar show. Yeah. And you, you had it, to be in a pitch black, like, room yeah. with the TV on to see everything. Yeah. So Was it good? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was good. People hated the ending, but I feel like if no one told me to hate it, I'd be like, oh, this is pretty good, like, sort of ending. But... Yeah, I was. I mean, I, I like the setting. Um, it's definitely unique. Like the just seeing Alaska and that sort of stuff is interesting enough to me. For me, like I don't even need the story. No, true. You so. could just like talk. Like they could just go to a city like this in Alaska and just interview people, or just like film people, kind of like how to with John Wilson does. And I would, yeah, I would find that fascinating. Um, there has been like what you mentioned though, how it's polar opposite. The uh, director, the producer of the show, and like the main person, her name is like she's a Issa Lopez. Yeah, she came out and said people have been review bombing Rotten Tomatoes, saying like the critics' review is great. It's like ninety or something on Rotten Tomatoes, but the user reviews people are review bombing it, say it's like too woke, too female, all this sort of stuff. Sarah agrees with that. She did not like the female aspect. She's like, this is too female. I don't know. I'm usually like have a sensitivity to that too, but this one, nothing about it. Like even the the females are kind of butch, so it's like I don't even think of them as females. They're just like gritty guys with long hair, you know. I was surprised when the one <laughs> female was like doing a guy. Yeah, she was jacked. <laughs> yeah, I think they probably yes. had to throw that in there just to make like make it clear that she wasn't a lesbian, so it wasn't distracting like her sexuality. She might also not have an option. There's like, there's like ten people that live there. Well, two out of the seven so characters, like are, she... or one out of the seven characters we met was a lesbian. That girl's daughter. Yeah, well, she... I think Jodie yeah. Foster is too. Why? Because they never say she's like that's her brother's daughter, and so oh, that's not her is? daughter. Yeah. Oh no, I think the, it was implied that it was like a stepdaughter. No, I think it was implied that her brother died somehow. And she takes care of the daughter. Oh, the podcast I just listened to, which they do a lot of research, I believe. And they said <laughs> it was a, a stepdaughter, like like her husband died. And like it was her stepdaughter from or whatever mm. her husband's other marriage. So, Dennis, are you willing to die on that rock? <laughs> no, 
But I thought I got that from the podcast I listened to <laughs> told me about the show. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it seemed like it was not her actual daughter. But maybe, maybe it is. The podcast that I listened to. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Just, we didn't watch the show at all. We didn't watch it. No, we just need a one time. Just like watch. we just need to yeah. have our podcast that we listen to talk to each other. Like don't even. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put the phones yeah. to each other. That's essentially what we're doing. We're just so regurgitating it in a worse way. <laughs> I didn't listen to a podcast, so I, okay. I also have no clue. I didn't have a single thought about who the daughter is at all. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit, I forgot that she existed. Owen's watching it. He's just like, what drink am I going to have on Saturday? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> His whole mind is being consumed by this. How how often do you think about drinking compared to when you're not drinking? I've get I have I don't think about it nearly as much as I did for a bit, but now that it's almost over, it's like I I can't wait. Yeah. But like the last week or so, I was like, whatever. Yeah, I'll get through it. I mean, I'm fine, guys. <laughs> I feel like people would probably think I'm an alcoholic. All right, well, let's talk Not about Is- Issa Lopez really quick. So this is the <laughs> writer and director of this new season. Mexican woman, pretty famous in Mexico. Now is going to be a big name in the States. Um, Got to be an alcoholic because <laughs> she's Mexican. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't get it, listen to our last pod. <laughs> um, but the, I, the only reason I bring her up, because I think the most interesting thing that I heard was this was not originally a true detective story. True, like she had this story kind of bubbling in her mind. And then HBO came to her and said, hey, like, do you have any ideas for a true detective? So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Did you hear that too, Dennis? Yeah, I saw that too. And they basically, they do seem to be tying it into the first season more than the other, any other season though, too. Um, yeah. After, after you mentioned that, I was like, did this lady just watch the season one? She's like, oh, we need to put the, the pattern and yeah. the lone stars in there. Because the others, I mean, season three, I don't remember any like sort of like mythical elements in it at all. No. I don't season two. I never finished, so I, I have no clue. But there's none. But this really? seems to have that compared. That's to the whole like part of the show one. in my mind. It's like the supernatural stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, you mentioned that you like Jodie Foster too, and I thought a lot about Jodie Foster because everybody's been hyping her up. They're like, "Oh my god, Jodie Foster's in this new season. She's like one of the greatest to ever do it." And I looked up her IMDb credits, and I only know two movies with her. Silence of the Lambs and Taxi Driver. And Taxi Driver, she's like a 14-year-old kid. Like, what do people like her for? What is she known for? She was awesome in Silence of the Lambs. Yes, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say that. But I don't know what else she's been in. There's So I love Silence of the Lambs. And then there's a movie, I think, called Flight that she's in. The Denzel Washington one again? The one that you shove into every podcast? <laughs> no, 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 not Flight, not Flight. What's up? Oh, okay, I like Flight Plan is the movie. The movie Contact, that movie's awesome. One of the best oh, ever, the sci-fi I've movie. That. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of and that. And then Panic Room. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Is Contact um, the one that's like Simon, where like the like aliens talk to them like, do-do-do, with the lights? I kind of um, threw a lot at there with, with that there, but I thought that's like how it 
they talk to them like through like light. Basically, like, they get sound. like they get instructions from a satellite that says build this machine, and they build this machine that basically lets them visit this alien planet. And she's like the one that does it, and no one believes that she actually did it because it like happened instantly. But she like, it's a good movie. Yeah, sounds like something it's, I want to watch. Sounds really cool. And pa- have you seen Panic Room? No. David Fincher. Oh, that's a David Fincher movie. Yeah, he basically they get locked in a they have a they buy a house as a panic room. She gets locked in there with her daughter while someone's robbing the house, and her daughter's like diabetic and needs like insulin, and then the people become compassionate. Keep going. <laughs> and uh, the one dude's in it from um, Thirty Seconds in Mars, Jared Leto, one of his first movies. Keep going. <laughs> Nothing Should we else. bring up the Jared Leto meme where he sees a dress at a runway? But when you, uh, my next question was just when it first started and you kind of saw the setting, did it give you the shining vibes? Like Overlook Hotel, Snowy Mountains? Not really. Like, I definitely got some vibes to it, like with the people in the research center like they're kind of like probably we're going mad but i don't think the shining comparison's that strong for the setting have you seen uh the thing no (laughs) it just keeps referencing movie after movie after movie well i mean that's what it's kind (laughs) of i heard that there was a dvd of the thing in the research center did you hear that yeah i did okay so what's the thing about it's about a research center where some sort of creature attacks them that like shape ships into other people. Okay. With Kurt Russell? <laughs> Your movie frozen? descriptions are great. Dennis, are you there? Yeah. He's frozen. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're frozen. I heard bit. hear me. There all right. Go. All right. So the, the all right, thing I'll is... stop mentioning movies. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I'm... Sorry, Dennis. I do want to splice together a clip of Dennis saying, have you seen the thing? And then you cut to some guy whipping out his penis. But I don't know how, <laughs> how I'm going to do it. Um, yes. So I just wanted to next just kind of talk about all the characters that we met in the first episode. Um, Jodie Foster's character, initial thoughts on her. I, I have to say like mayor of Easttown vibes, strong mayor of Easttown yeah. vibes from her, basically almost the same character as, Agree. Mayor. Yeah, just a strong uh, female cop. Strong, independent female cop. Single daughter, mm-hmm. single mother. Yeah, everything about yeah. her. Like, just the way she dressed. The way she, they, she, they're missing, like, I love Mayor of Easttown just because of, like, her accent and the way she drank Rolling Rocks and ate hoagies. I don't know if we're going to get that out of this <laughs> series, but I hope we do. That's what this, this series feels more like that than True Detective, for sure. Which, Which I'm I love that. With. Yeah, yeah. Yeah match that um hopefully it's not too much like mayor of Easttown, but i don't think it will be i think it's unique in its own right but oh and did what did you like the way she dressed when she was wearing her schlubby uh minnesota vikings hoodie <laughs> um you don't remember it I, I i don't recall i do remember wearing vikings stuff and then her pretending like she loves football and i was like okay oh yeah this. yeah did you think that her talking about fantasy football seems so fake I was like, that seemed so forced uh-huh. into that into her character. I didn't like that part. 
Yeah, that's probably that's probably like Jody Foster, like has no idea what fantasy football is and like some poor writing just like, what did she say? She's like, yeah, I got two guys on the injured list and I need to replace them. I'm like, oh, God, who would ever talk like that? (laughs) Yeah. No, you're more like just trash talking other people like, did you see the trade request that this (laughs) motherfucker tried to give me? Bart, if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know what else I talk about. I was like, I don't tell anybody anything I'm doing because I just want it to be a secret. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... yeah. Um, okay. And then the other main character is the, I don't know her character name at all, but she's like the jacked female cop. I assume she's Native American. Oh, my God. Why does she have those piercings? <laughs> what is the point of the piercings think, on the I th- cheeks? I feel like that's a Native it might not be a fully native thing, but it's native adjacent. It's also you know, a horn like, star. They thing. like the way it looks. And they're like, I'm going to put those in there. And it just makes sense because they'll put other piercings and uh, face paint and stuff on there. So I think it seems acceptable to her heritage. Do you I was, see like oh, chubby ahead, white guys that do that sometimes? <laughs> no. It's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it would be. I was wondering if the whole point of it is it kind of makes you look thinner and like more defined because it's almost like that buccal fat surgery that people get that make your like cheeks look really defined. It's yeah. distracting. That's for it sure. is, and it's weird. And then like, how how is that professional? How could you let an officer of the law have that? Like I said I think it's just like a native adjacent, so that's acceptable. Yeah. Well, everybody was Probably praising that that actress a lot, and I'm like, yeah, she's really not that good. <laughs> she's kind of yeah, flat. I didn't get much from her she looks tough i'll give her that but i wasn't like impressed at all don't know her character's name um yeah other two characters the weasley cop and the weasley cop son not to be mistaken for the weasley brothers from harry potter just i'm using <laughs> the adjective weasley frankie and joe weasley <laughs> yeah ronnie weasley <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really um, under, I didn't really understand their dynamic, but I do. They are probably my two favorite characters in the show right now. Kevin, yeah, I like how the one guy is getting a mail order bride. Oh yeah, I was like I guess that makes sense out there because you have it is slim pickings. Yeah, they probably <laughs> like, lost a wife. Pretty for, common. Yeah, like, but what, what other options do you have? Especially if you want a good option. Yeah. Do you know who's in the show that I learned from the podcast I listen to, which he they haven't introduced him yet? Is the guy from. The leftovers, uh, the priest. Oh, his name? I don't know. I've never seen that guy in anything else. Yeah, what's that guy's name? But Matt in this and the leftovers. Yeah, Matt from the leftovers. He, he isn't in, in it yet. Yeah, he's gonna be in this season. Then right. I said. Oh, and have you watched leftovers? Yeah. Oh, nice. You like it? I know it's your favorite show. So <laughs> season two is. Next it was good. I. I that's it okay next yeah well the i i liked the the young son i don't know why just because he's probably the most relatable character just a little timid cop following orders i could he's the beta of the series so naturally i'm kind of drawn to him i I feel like something else did i didn't like the whole thing where he like went to his dad's thing and like his whole plan seemed really obvious and he wasn't looking for whatever he said he was looking for yeah, to grab the box full of stuff and shove it out the window. Yeah, that, that was. Really I, why does his dad? I didn't understand why his dad cared if he grabbed that box. I don't either, like, and I guess they're going to answer it eventually. Like the chief of police is like, "I need that box," and what you're 
you're a lower level guy and you get to protect that box. Is that fact? Is she the chief and he's a lower level guy? <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what I, that's, that's what I gather too. <laughs> Me too. But I'm just curious if like we're just jumping to conclusions. I don't, it's kind of sucks. You can't just watch a show anymore and have your own conclusions. You got to have facts. Mm-hmm. This sucks. Facts suck. <laughs> All right. What did you think of the log lady? Which one? Oh, I had the lady butchering the, the wolf. Oh, Is that, yeah. There was just a lady who was seeing the guy in the snow. I, I, yeah. some, somebody called yeah, her yeah. the log lady. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely oh, this yeah. show's log lady. For those yeah. not familiar with Twin uh, Peaks. Interesting character for sure. Uh, All right. Next person. Did you like the lesbian daughter? <laughs> <laughs> who's taking nudies um, <laughs> not i don't no thoughts honestly of her yeah it seems like a throwaway character but i'm guessing <laughs> doesn't seem like she will be she seems like from the new the previews to the next episodes that she's gonna be standing up against the pipeline or something along those oh lines. gotcha so you're so oh, just to clarify you're saying the lesbian character throwaway throw away (laughs) Dennis any thoughts on the young lesbian um no (laughs) none at all really I didn't really think about the characters other than Jodie Foster and the girl with the yeah I didn't think so either Kevin's making us think about I thought about about the story more I guess alright well now we get to my favorite character in the first episode (laughs) The drunk lady who gets hit by a car or in a car crash. <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> oh, you know Stacy's name. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the best part of the. I love that because everyone is like, "Is that fucking Stacy again?" <laughs> everyone knows the town drunk. Yeah, so that was that was awesome. The oh. interesting thing about the show too is you have no clue if it's everything. Seems like it's the middle of the night, like everything that's happening. That's what the podcast was saying. They were like, this is such an interesting perspective because a guy can walk into a bar and you don't know if he's drinking too early or drinking too late or drinking at an appropriate time just because your perspective's so thrown off. And I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, wait, trivia question. Where do you guys think this was filmed? Oh, Colorado? No. Good guess? Well, I'd be, I'm not saying no. I'm saying my guess is going to be, I, I would just guess Anchorage, but you asking this question makes it sound like it's a trick. I like your instinct. Keep going. So I'm going to say <laughs> 150 miles north of the Arctic Circle. It's <laughs> exactly On where location, they said it was. Baby. <laughs> um, it was filmed in Iceland. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, it probably must be cheaper there for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. People are so obsessed with Iceland right now. They are. Everyone's going there. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There must be like cheap flights or something. That, everyone's that is... going there. Now everyone's going to the Arctic. I keep seeing people going to the Arctic now. That's one thing I've learned in my which older Arctic age. It's like <laughs> so much of people's travel um, tendencies is just based on like what the airlines are doing. Like if an airline is now offering a flight to Paris, everybody in your city is now going to Paris. Like it's yeah. it's all dependent on that. Yep. Oh, and you, yeah. you've been to Alaska. So what's your, yeah. you have, what was your opinion on it before on Alaska? Yeah. And then like, how is this show portraying it? I didn't go, I went in the summertime, so it was not 
cold or snowy. I mean, we were around glaciers and stuff. But like the local um, Alaska, local people. Alaska is incredible. I love Alaska. It is one of the most beautiful like places ever. It's um, as you've been. Well, you both have been to Seattle and like the nature around there. Nature in Alaska is like Seattle's nature on steroids. Everything's much bigger. The water's like turquoise blue. Um, but it's none just, of the it's, it's coffee shops, none of the bullshit coffee shops. No, no. And then getting around everywhere, it's like there's one highway, and most of the places you have to go, you have to get there by boat or by plane. Um, so, and locals, you could kind of tell who's local and who isn't. It's pretty barren, though. Not a lot going on outside of just people visiting. Alaskan cruise is definitely on my short list of dream vacations. I'm I want to do that as well because that sounds yeah. Oh, can't you just leave right out of Seattle? Like the I, cruise it ship? does. It takes out. It comes out of Seattle. So yeah. we're planning on taking the boys on on one at some point. And I think my brother and his husband they uh, want to do one. So I think we'll all do it together. Yeah. Let me know when you go. I'll I'll buy a ticket too. Same. Perfect. Same. More the merrier. So another big key thing about this first episode was that research center in the middle of nowhere. And that really sold me on the show because I love when they have something like that in the, in a movie or something, or just knowing that that kind of thing exists in real life, just like six guys living their life 24 seven for their work and just like succumbing to isolation. And I don't know. I, I thought that was so cool. And I personally would if somebody offered me a position at a research center like that and it paid well, I would do it in a heartbeat. It does sound very relaxed, like the way the guy's just reading a book, like eating popcorn, grabbing, yeah, drinking, watching a the star. same scene of Ferris Bueller. Over Why? And over again. Why was <laughs> yeah. that the thing? Was that the DVD That's menu? Kinda, I feel. I feel like that has to be something where it's like they keep it going the whole entire time to trigger something. I feel like that's part of the research. Oh, it was going the whole time when they were watching it while they were alive in there, and then it kept playing over and over after they. That's the research. <laughs> you think that's, that's the, the research? research? Why not just do that? And <laughs> no, it's part of it. I'm not saying that's it. Here's 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 my hypothesis. Let's put a man watching a watch Ferris Bueller scene. A thousand times and see what happens. Well, where, are we, where are we going to do it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Man, this show is deep. <laughs> Not yeah. Why and why would they? Why in this science experiment are they making them watch just the twist and shout scene? I wonder. Dude, I don't know. It's going to be something. It played over and over, and then they like they made a point to show it. Yeah. It it honestly it's took important. me out of the show more than anything else. Same, yeah. I started watching like, Ferris Bueller. Turned <laughs> 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 it off. I see the ending of this. <laughs> I agree, Dennis. Though it just seems so implausible with DVDs. Yeah, I, like that that would happen. Like that's never. I've watched a lot of DVDs, and nothing ever skips like that. It's not like a CD. Yeah. It's like, and it's like was I kept thinking it was the DVD menu, Dennis. You know, like old school. Yeah, and the green and it the, the green <laughs> screen was terrible. Uh, I got to call this out. Old school is notably the only <laughs> yeah. DVD menu with a pair of tits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't even have to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Go for one it, thing Alan. I'm thinking about. Um, I want to know about what the hell is going on, and there is another Twin Peaks reference. So the guy when he said uh, she's awake and he was shaking, remember the Twin Peaks guy shaking in the corner, and they only showed his back, and that guy was shaking the exact same way. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I don't remember that. I didn't catch. That. I don't remember that from Twin Peaks. Oh, I was at that the, point. I was like, "What the hell, is little person?" Shaking? Oh, shaking in the corner. That was so creepy. Oh, uh, the yeah. first time I saw it, yeah. I really didn't like that. Um, but that guy shook just like that. And then when after he said she's awake and like freaked out, I was like, "What the hell is going on in here? Is this supposed to be like a zombie thing or what is?" Yeah, the angle. I don't know where it's going. Yes, me. Either. I think the people. This is what I've heard. The people in the what they're researching is prehistoric like creatures and things like that. Right. Things so, buried in the, yes, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. And so I think the show is going like, she's awake. <laughs> this is. That's I'll totally fair, Dennis. I'm following yeah. it. Like, yeah, no, like, I, I agree. Yeah. I think that they probably like did some stuff to wake her up. Yeah. If too. it's like death or something like that yeah. or. Who knows? Yeah, and if I had to guess, it's not some obscene creature. It's probably a human. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to guess, or it's like a yeah, it's a big metaphor for something. Isolation. Were you guys grossed out by the tongue when they cut to the tongue underneath the table? Not really. No, not yeah. No, you guys aren't squeamish. <laughs> not really. You were. You were. No, I wasn't grossed out at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, that's that's so strange. I feel like Megan was grossed out or something by it. So maybe you guys aren't the right demo to be grossed out by a tongue. If it no. was like pee and poop on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember yes. changing my kid's diaper. Like I could change a pee diaper. I could change a poop diaper. But one time my kid <laughs> pooped and peed at the same time. And it, oh, it turned my stomach like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> You weren't supposed to eat it. (laughs) I gotta eat this? I think my equivalent to it, Dennis, just to put it in perspective, like if I were there at that crime scene and somebody's like, Kevin, lick that tongue, I'd probably do it. (laughs) But if they cut to underneath the table and it was a pile of garlic aioli, I wouldn't go anywhere near it. (laughs) That's so true. It seems so real, too. <laughs> I would I'd be so grossed out by the completely wrong thing. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, just to get into the next point, um, I have a gripe. And my gripe okay. is this is a new segment. It's called Kevin's Gripes. Um and my gripe is that now after watching this show, The Curse, and flowers of the killer moon within the past 30 days of each other. I am so sick of inhumane crimes against native Americans. Can I like, (laughs) why am I, why is everything I'm watching about native Americans these days? That it, that is true. I watched all those in the last 30 days also. Yeah. And it's a very common theme. 
Um, right. Maybe it's just because you're a white man. Are you feeling a little put down? Maybe a little bit of guilt. I might have a little guilt. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, no. And it just, it really does resonate so hard. I'm just like, I need a break from it because I'm like, I can only handle so much white guilt. Like, I just want to watch Ferris Bueller doing his dance. I don't want to, <laughs> like, maybe that, it could be interesting. Just like, because that always people always talk about how like Ferris Bueller is the perfect like escapist movie. Like it's a movie you just watch where you just feel good watching it. Um, whereas this True Detective is kind of the opposite. It's there to make you feel uneasy. So I'm sure that's part of it. Why did she hate the Beatles song so much, Jodie Foster? Beatles? Which Beatles song? Twist and, oh, Shout. Twist and Shout. Yeah. Oh, that's oh yeah. I guess that is a Beatles song. Why do you think um, she hated it so much? Oh, and I, do you like that song? I don't. I don't think I have feelings about it. Do you like the Beatles, Owen? Yeah, I like the Beatles. Oh, wait, actually, I have a better question, Owen. When you see Ferris Bueller dancing, getting on stage, singing, do you like it? <laughs> I have. I don't really like that movie in general. So I've seen it, I think, twice. So I don't really remember the whole entire thing. I just really don't like the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> It bugs me. So. Well, I'm oh, sure that, that teacher, not even the principal. You're talking about Mueller. Mueller. Ben yeah. Stein. Yeah, not a fan. <clears throat> All right. So turn that movie off. All right. Next question. <laughs> so when Ferris Bueller gets in the car with. um, Oh, sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> Back to the future. I, I, Ferris Bueller, I do not like when he point, turns to the camera and talks to it. I hate that. Oh, yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I like, wait, oh, the scene I like, though, is when he gets in the car after his girlfriend picks him up, pretending to be, like, his mom or something, or she, or he's pretending to be your dad, and then they kiss in front of the principal, like a real kiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that scene. Um, okay. I'm running out of questions. You guys Did you better guys, fill the Do void. you guys like, well, I could do it. I got this. <laughs> do you guys like the the similarities to season one? like the same pattern that like circular uh pattern yeah. that was in carcosa and all that and as well as them keep showing they kept showing lone star beers i, I really enjoyed seeing a lone star when it first i was like oh i like that they paid how oh my god i didn't even that. notice the lone star beer. i didn't really what? notice that either sh- until i think you really said they it, showed yeah. they showed a few of them like probably like three or four times it's like the only beers it seems like people are drinking in it oh yeah i love that then no, I, I, I like it. Like, lean into it. Some uh, traditional fans probably don't like that st- sort of stuff, but whatever. I, I like it as long as it doesn't just pound it too hard. Keep it in there like as a small like Easter egg. Okay, yeah. so here's what's interesting. So I didn't notice that, Owen, and I do like that they're like making it very clear this is the same universe. Like, we're in a universe where these detectives, they're like Lone Star. But the, I just Googled it, and I said, Lone Star's a Texas beer. And I read it, the first Reddit thread when I asked, is Lone Star in Alaska? And the, everybody's saying no. <laughs> so. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, why would an Alaskan beer, that's like, it's not like a craft beer. It's like, it would be like, I don't know, it doesn't What's really make sense. What's the beer in Seattle? Um, Rainier. 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 Like that in Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, you could get a Lone Star in Cleveland, but it's usually at some barbecue place like you don't really see it at the gas station so that's a flaw makes me think that this is all a like truman show now i'm thinking about it 
It's like fake. The whole thing is fake. <laughs> the whole what is fake? The whole thing that's going on, all the studies that they do are going that is going on is fake. Everything about it's fake because they have Lone Star beer there. They keep playing the same movie. Lone Star in Alaska it shouldn't be there. Oh, you're saying the re- the research facility part of it is fake. Everything. Like they even don't the even detectives? know that the cops and all that, they're like, Oh shit, I didn't know that this was like all a all a scene. A little bit like, like Lost and the Dharma Initiative. Just like Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like this is all a fake fake town, fake everything. And who's who's the, control who's real the, in it, the, the, Oh God. We're making Owen think the, in real the time. Cop, the cop, the cop that doesn't do anything. Mail order bride cop. Okay. <laughs> you didn't give me enough time to think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did have a, another thing I remembered though. I think the best part of the episode because my well, I have two. I have the most interesting part and the best part. So the best part, in my opinion, was when she was just dissecting the turkey sandwich or the deli sandwich, and she's like this mayonnaise is basically evaporated and the deli meat is still good as a consumer of sandwiches. Boy, was I watching that one close. (laughs) (laughs) That was impressive. I really liked that too, where she could figure out how long it's been. I was like, damn, when you're a detective, you probably have to pay attention to lunch meat. Right, exactly. It's like a Sherlock Holmes dissecting lunch meat is kind of just an interesting little Mm -hmm. way of showing how smart she is. And when yeah. she busted You'd into that cabinet. You'd be great at that, Kevin. <laughs> no, I don't have the attention span. <laughs> Did you like the lunch meat, Dennis? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I and know what Dennis was thinking. He's probably like, why wouldn't they throw it on the fryer? It tastes so much better if you fry it in a frying pan. <laughs> That's how I do it. Um, no, the thing I was thinking was the phone. And I'm just waiting for this because the guy was filming while the whole right. thing happened. So, like, you know that I kind of wish they just had that footage at the start because, you know, it's going to be like some sort of shocking footage of what happens, you know, so. Gotcha. No, totally, totally. I think that's going to come back to play. Um, Did you guys have another scene that stood out before I mentioned, like, my most important scene? I liked the intro music, the Billie Eilish song. Really? I like that, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't. I I didn't like that at all. It's too on point. Change it up. Sorry, ma'am. I do good. think Billie Eilish is a little <laughs> too popular to be like, yeah, I agree. She is good, and I didn't mind it, or I liked it rather, but it is annoying. Like, oh, great. This is a Billie Eilish show now. I don't know. I get it, and it's an older song, so it's like, oh, something dated. Well, I feel like but. the first True Detective um, intro was, like, amazing with the yeah. um, the way that they had, like, the outlines of the people and, like, the other outlines of things that would... I don't know. And there's a lot of symbolism in it. I mean, this show has that too. And it'll probably grow on me, the song, but I, the, I've heard other shows that use the same song as same oh, type really? of song as that. Yeah. Okay. Well, my favorite moment of the episode or the most important moment was when they kept cutting to the whiteboard and it just said, we are all dead. That really had me thinking like, who wrote that? Why would they feel inclined to write that? Like when their lives are in jeopardy, like why do they care? It's just that is fascinating to me and what the verdict of that is going to be. Yeah. I wonder if they staged it. Mm. Like when it happened, because the guy was so nervous and then they all ran out and they're dead in the middle of the Arctic. 
It would be hard to stage, like, weren't they, like, beheaded and... No, they're all just frozen to death with, like, a scared look on their face in the middle of a field. Yeah. Do you notice that they pulled out, when they were going through all their clothes and stuff, they pulled out a Wilco shirt? And they, like, showed oh, really? I did notice shirt. that, yeah. And I was waiting for, like, meme account, like, indie meme accounts that I have to use that. Did That's they? one of their things. And I, no, nothing yet. So well, you got to make that. Maybe they haven't watched the episode yet. Maybe we should yeah. do some kind of homage to Pitchfork for our next podcast. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't have, I just, the last thing I just wanted to ask you guys about the show, or no, I, I wanted to tell you guys my theory on True Detective. But before we get to that, Dennis, did you have anything else that you just stood out to you about this first episode? Um, I think I was very interested in the way that these people's houses were set up, especially the young guy. And how they had lights, like all these lights on all the time because it's dark. So that intrigued me. That's the thing I thought about the most. The, the houses lights, gave yeah. the, the houses were definitely the mayor of East Town aspect too. Like these are just very lived in houses. They are not like the very yeah. real houses. Yeah, but I think it's. I, I'm a little afraid it's going to be too supernatural. I like a hint of it, and agreed. And I I kind of wish it started more like the traditional True Detective. Where it's like a crime mystery and it's not so much, you know, they're already showing this, like the symbol of her putting the things in that. And like, that just seems a little too out of the ordinary, I guess. Yeah, I liked how it was more subtle with in season one where Rust just was having acid flashbacks, basically, mm -hmm. is yeah. all it was showing. And that was the cool part about it, but it like meant something. Yeah. So, But now they're showing like the hand on her shoulder and you're like... Yeah, I didn't even remember that. I must not have been paying close enough attention. Yeah, I forgot about that. But I read about the, it. What, what was up with the one-eyed bear, uh, the polar bear teddy bear, and then they show the polar bear actually in town? Oh, you know what? Megan had an interesting theory that like this town's water is poisoned almost. Like everybody's hallucinating. Everybody's going a little bit crazy. Oh. And they, they mentioned that too. Yeah. Like the don't drink the water. Because they like showed that. them brushing their teeth multiple times. So that that's credit to Ooh. Megan. That was her theory. Yeah, that could be yeah, something. Megan. Yeah. I think that, that that would probably be pretty That kind of goes with Owen's theory, too. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like everything's kind of like made up or so, and they're, maybe they're all like hallucinating it or something like that. Yeah, like maybe there's not even a research center. They're all just kind of like. Or the research center's like, oh, this is the time that we got to fake everyone like we're dead, and we'll see how they all act. Right, it's right, right. Turn. Ooh, good theory. They, they, you know how they keep bringing up this like supernatural, like um, native killer, yeah, or whatever Satanist type thing. Maybe the the research center is trying to do a whole thing where they're making they're poisoning the water to have people hallucinate about this and then make it like true. And by dying in the ice. They oh. set up a whole like fake thing to see how people interact in Whoa. a area, and it's so secluded that no outside sources can tell them differently. Shit, Owen, that might on. be. <laughs> I kind of zoned out during what you're saying. I'm excited to listen back to it later, <laughs> Dennis. Oh no, I I that would make it so much more interesting for me if they if that and they could and that could seems be like happening. accurate, right? Yeah, it because it almost seems like the way they're setting it up with the camera, you know, they wrote uh, "We're all dead" sort of thing. It's like, is this the experiment? 
I never want a repeat yeah. of the Ferris Bueller repeat shit. Yeah. God, I hope that's right. The ice cores. <laughs> I wonder if the ice cores are. If this is not right, it just sounds like a horrible take. But I, I, I'm more on your side, Owen, where I hope this is where it goes. Nice. All right. Well, let's end on a good note with uh, Owen blowing Dennis's mind. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> um, I'm going to save my theory to the end. Because I just have this deeper theory about until the show's over. (laughs) No, no, no. just until the end of when. When is the end, Kevin? You always Um, like are saving things for later on. So are you guys excited? You you are. Are are you excited for the rest, Owen? Rest of the season? Yeah, I am. I was not blown away. I don't think I was blown away first episode season one either. Most shows take four episodes to get really good. I think that that is just like the formula they put together. As you learn the characters, the first three, you're kind of, it's nothing crazy. And then the fourth episode. Is- and Drew Detective has enough merit that like, I trust that it's going to maintain to be this good. Yeah, I'm pumped. I, I, it's nice to have Sunday night HBO back. I don't think I've had it since like White Lotus or The Last of Us. So, so true. Yeah. That is you excited. I am excited. Um, I was actually just looking into the pitchfork thing, but yes. It's, I'm I'm really watching no other show than other than this, and I do like when the shows are you have to wait a week because you just mm-hmm. think about them so much more, and you can read about them on the internet. Everybody's just congregating. It's it's how it's meant to I be. I don't, I don't, I don't read into those. I don't like spoilers or other people's theories. Yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm just like to, I, I, sometimes I, I I admit my own defeat. Like I'm not smart enough. I need to get some other inspiration for my theories. I I like doing that after it's completely over to be like, oh, what did I miss, and then rewatch it. Because otherwise, I like to be completely surprised and not have um, outside people giving theories. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let me float this hypothesis by you guys. This is what I think about when I watch True Detective now after the most recent watch. So basically, there. think about it this way. Um, humanity is a scale. It's a, a... Okay, I'm trying to think of what it is. It's a, Time is a flat circle. Yeah. It's a 100 it's a point. Yeah. Okay, it's a 0 to 100 scale, okay? So most people are going to fall in the... When it comes to any characteristic, most people are going to fall somewhere closer to the middle. Okay, so let's say humanity is a scale like that. And on one end is good, one end is evil. Okay? So obviously most people are going to be somewhere in the middle. They're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be perfectly good. They're not going to be perfectly evil. You hear about the people on the very far, far end of the spectrum that are good. Now, there are, there naturally have to be people that are just absolutely twisted motherfuckers at that other end of the spectrum. Like things they're doing, things you can't even fathom them doing. And only in parts of the country like the bayou in New Orleans or Louisiana or this part of the country where you're so removed from society can people like do absolutely messed up, twisted, fucking sick stuff. And it's not necessarily supernatural. Like it's not some spirit in the sky or demon it's just these it's kind of about these people that are on that end of the spectrum and like trying to clean up the messes and understand why these people are does does this make any sense yes i like that it's because it it, to a normal person you're like this person must be possessed by the devil or like Mm -hmm. some supernatural entity but it's like no people can be 
that fucking horrible and you just and there, there have to be it. people like there have to be like if people are going to be that good there have to be people on the planet that are absolutely horrible doing things you can't even imagine and unless if you're in like new york city they're not they're going to get caught but if you're in somewhere like the bayou these people are going to be doing things like that and it, be, it will be none the wiser so i don't know if that if you see anything like that in season two or three, but I definitely saw that in season one and I feel like it's kind of seeing it in season four. Where was season three, like Detroit or like Michigan Owen? Where was it? I think it was Indiana or like Indiana. Yeah. Like it was some it's Midwest, Midwest somewhere. Yeah. yeah. At least seemed like it. You summed up my theory nicely. Like it, it, it seems supernatural. It's not, it's just, hard to fathom that like this could just be something other than the work of the devil or the demon yeah i think you're right yeah and i think that's if that's like season one really where it's like none of because he all his like acid trips and shit like that you're like this is just it's not supernatural he's just kind of like experiencing it in that way sort of thing all right well that's all we got on true detective season one or season four episode one Dennis, you want to ponder your pick for a little bit before we figure it out or lock into something? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I c- the one thing I was thinking yeah, is you said the top 100. I was wondering if you pick, like, have pitch po- all of us do a different album that is like a top 10. That would album be interesting. From yeah. Pitchfork. Okay. So we'll see what we all come up with. And the only thing is it's going to be hard to describe like something somebody else hasn't listened to necessarily. So my inclination so is true. what Never if we mind. just look at whatever Pitchfork has rated the greatest album of all time and listen to that? All right, here. I got it right here. Wait one second. <laughs> I thought I had it. They're not done, right? They got sold to GQ. All right, I yeah, think but I just... think they're shutting down the brand. Yeah, and that means yeah. if essentially they are going to be done. Dennis, you figure out what the um, best album I'm of all time is. getting very conflicting lists here. I was going to say, I don't think they have a best of oh, all time. Here is every album Pitchfork has rated a rare score of 10 out of 10. All right. Well, that's, that's what we should pick. Let's find one that we wanted that we're either really big fans yeah. of, which would be nice, or something, it's something that'll hit the masses as well. So we could get more eyes on it, too. All right. Well, let's, let's take it off the pod and end it here. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's Bruce Springsteen. That would be that. Um, Dennis, can I hear a Bruce Springsteen impression? That's pretty good. Fire!